Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With Michelle, I'm Randy. Let's go right to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, Nick Shook who is with NFL.com and writes for Around the NFL, joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Nick, good to have you with us. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm great, guys. How are you? Good. Are you actually in Cleveland right now? And if so, what's the weather like? Yeah, I am. This is uh, where I I am based. And it is snowing uh, about as hard. I'm downtown. It's snowing about as hard as it has uh in the last 10 years it's not a thick snow because it's not quite cold enough to really if it was 10 degrees colder we'd have a foot of snow right now but it's snowing about as hard as it did uh the day that the browns played the bills in 2007 and i was at that game and you couldn't see the other side of the stadium from one end so uh it's coming down it's been coming down see i've been awake for well about four hours four and a half hours and it hasn't stopped (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you do have a winter storm warning there today. I saw your tweet and I, I saw your link to that game. And how interesting that the Browns have a non-winning season. What's it like in the town right now? Because that is a, a, a it's a Browns town. Even when LeBron was there, if the Browns would have won, it would have been a Browns town, right? So what it's what's it like right now? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is definitely a Browns town. It will always be a Browns town as long as there's a team here, especially after they lost it once. I think they. They don't, they don't really take it for granted anymore, but they do. Um, it's strange. They kind of take this season for granted. And the only reason I say that is last season, there were such high expectations, you know, uh, being in attendance for that first game, the energy in the stadium was something that I hadn't experienced growing up a Browns fan uh, and then working for the team last year and being there, you know, for work. I hadn't experienced that type of energy around the team in years, if, if ever in my life. So it was unique then, but this season it was kind of tempered expectations because they had fallen so hard last year, fallen flat, uh, going six and ten, and then um, you know coming back with largely the same roster, but an unproven head coach and Kevin Stefanski. The people didn't really know what to expect, especially with the pandemic and everything else. And the fact that they're eight and three, it's weird because people enjoy the wins, but you know with the pandemic you can't fill the stadium, so there's not as many people downtown. There's not as many people going to the game, and and it's kind of a muted reaction. But what really intrigues me more than anything is this constant evaluation of Baker Mayfield. And I understand he's in his third year, so you kind of have to understand who you have in a quarterback, but the criticism of him, I think, is uh, almost a little too severe, and it kind of uh, casts a shadow over the fact that the team is 8-3 and three and in a great position to potentially make the playoffs, but I think if you remove that, people are very excited. They're very proud to wear their Browns gear and, uh, you know, claim that they're a Browns fan, which for a long time was kind of an embarrassment for a team that, you know, hadn't been able to get out of its own way for most of the last two decades. So I guess that is an improvement. And if they're able to make the playoffs, you know, it will be an exciting winter here for sure. Nick, I want to stick with Baker Mayfield because, as you mentioned, the criticism of him seems to be pretty harsh at times. I feel like people swing on both sides of the pendulum. Either they're really excited by him, and then the next play they're really down on him. So when you look at the Browns, are they looking at Baker Mayfield as the future? Do they think, hey, this is a guy that we're going to get a, get a potential contract extension for? Yeah, I think you know. I think that was perfectly captured uh, on Sunday when you know he Baker Mayfield missed a wide open Rashard Higgins over the middle when um, Joe Schobert and his teammate did not properly pick up the rub route that was designed by the Browns and Baker just sailed the ball off his back foot uh, to Higgins who didn't have anybody within five yards of him and then later in that same game he he puts a perfectly placed pass in the outside shoulder of Jarvis Landry for a touchdown. It's the highs and lows that you get with Baker Mayfield every week and. 
And, you know, for a period of time, he had an interception streak uh, going on where he'd throw at least one every game. He didn't throw on Sunday, which is good for him. But um, I do think that the Browns look at him still as the franchise quarterback. He's the guy they spent the number one overall pick on. It's a different regime now than it was before, of course. But what I keep coming back to is he's adequate, if not better. And and while that's not in exactly what you strive for when you spend the number one overall pick on a quarterback, there could be much worse. And this team has experienced much, much worse over the last two decades. They have, have lacked an ability to find any stability at the quarterback position. You know, the jersey that was famously on display downtown for a long time with all the different names in the back of it and a long-running list, you know, was retired because of Baker Mayfield. Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Could he become one? Maybe. We'll see. I don't think so. But if he could be somebody who is good enough to make this team competitive, which is what he is right now, and and can continue to be that guy for years ahead. I think you have your future. You just understand the ceiling that you have. The big thing with him, too, I think, was, you know, the criticism was, well, if he had to put the ball in his hands, I don't know if he could go win you a game. Well, he proved that wrong against the Bengals. And I know people, you know, they say, well, it's the Bengals. But this, this Bengals defense was revamped in the offseason. It's been competitive. They were still a, a pretty uh, scrappy bunch before Joe Burrow went down. So I don't think you can discount it as much as you might on the surface. Um, I do think that he needs to use the rest of this year to prove that he can be that guy. It's going to be an interesting situation because they do have to decide whether they want to pick up his fifth-year option in this offseason. I expect them to do that. Uh, I don't think he gets an extension this offseason because the, the jury is still out. But what you really have to do uh, if you're evaluating him is you have to give him stability. That's what this franchise has lacked for so long. You have to give him stability in terms of head coach, offensive coordinator. And at 8-3 and three right now, I don't see any reason to make any changes in the coaching staff. So if you can, if you can finish this season strong, kind of hit the ceiling that I think there is this year, which is you make the wild card round, you probably lose. Or maybe you score an upset and then you exit in the divisional round. That's a good first step toward establishing that stability and then next year you use that season as an evaluation tool hopefully we're past the pandemic at that point so things are a little bit easier to uh you know make progress in the off season and then you can really make that decision now you'll have him if they pick up that fifth year option you'll have him under contract and then maybe you're in a Jameis winston type scenario where you play that out and figure out where you go from there or maybe you sign him to an extension after next season if he proves that he is the guy but i think right now the plan should be and it seems you know uh, uh from everything i'm seeing it seems like you, know, you proceed forward with him and see what he is and give him more time to prove himself uh, with the same coach, which he hasn't had for most of his career. Nick Shook of NFL.com. One last thing here in St. Louis, as you might imagine, there are a lot of Chiefs fans right across the state, three and a half hours from St. Louis. If the Chiefs are on their game, is there anybody that can beat them? I think it's really, really tough. I think they've proven that over the last year and a half that, most teams can't. And even when you think you've got them exactly where you want them, like the 49ers did in the Super Bowl, you can't rest because they have that offense that's so powerful and can quickly turn a game around. Obviously, Tyreek Hill has a big part to play in that. But the top two leading uh, receivers, one not being a receiver, the other being a receiver, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, are on the same team. I think that's all you need to know about the power of the Chiefs offense and their potential. They're my favorite to win the AFC again. I don't really see a team coming toe-to-toe with them right now. I know Pittsburgh's undefeated, but I think if I put them in a game against each other, I think that the Chiefs end up having the better offense that comes out victorious in that one. The Ravens falling off a cliff kind of a little bit this year has taken away their chances of unseating them, even though their games have been close in the past, and their meeting this year kind of told me everything I needed to know when comparing those two teams. So, yeah, I think they're the favorites to win the AFC again. I think Patrick Mahomes is the main reason. He's just on another planet, and uh, and I think it's really hard to argue with what you're seeing right now. Nick, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Stay safe in the snow in Cleveland, and we'll talk again. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. Take care.
When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.